everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 12. If you're keeping track, it's 112. I'm Craig. My name's Britt. And Britt, we're back again for Week 4. Yes, I am by remote, so if you're noticing a difference in the audio quality, sorry, one of us has a cold. Yes, and it's probably bo- me. <laughs> and we both suffer from allergies, so you go ahead and guess which one of us it is. So, But Craig, Week 3 in the books, how did Week 3 treat you? Much better than week one. We finally got wins in our season longs. Uh, well, in my work one, I did. my Our home one, no. Not I finally got a home league win. We got a win in the Dynasty League. Yep. And more importantly, every quarterback on our roster survived the week. That is amazing, isn't it? We, we, are on our, we were now down to Joe Flacco, and we had to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers just to have, because as a super flex, and they both survived the week. And then I get a message today that I need to go in and adjust my roster because Sam Darnold has been classified as questionable. Yep. And so now he has to come off our IR. Yep. And he's off. They're off this week. That should help. Are you kidding? Heal. Yeah, their bye week that's, is already. So that's why they upgraded him to questionable is that he, if he feels up to it, he can practice once or twice this week during the off week. Right. But, but you know what? Here's the thing. So in that system, we do this through Sleeper. If you have an illegal roster, like you have too many people or someone's on IR who's not hurt, etc., you can't make any roster moves. Really? I didn't yes. know that. Yes. It locks your roster, roster until it's legal again. So we had George Kittle. I'm trying to bench Kittle because they're off this week, and it's telling me you can't make changes until your roster is legal. So the timing on this screwed us. <laughs> Because yeah. I can't do anything with Darnold for a week, but I had to move him back to the bench. And in order to move him to the bench, I had to release somebody. Now, to be honest, I released A.J. McCarron. It's not like I released somebody we were going to use. And still, whoever he's backing up gets hurt. Right. So in week four, we're going to roll with Flacco and Rodgers. But if week five, if Darnold comes back and he's okay, all of a sudden we're rolling with Rodgers and Darnold. I'm not so worried about our team anymore, even though, you know, it has the curse of death. Oh, it's definitely better. The first two weeks were definitely rocky at best. <laughs> yeah. And how'd you do uh, DFS-wise? Uh, in the plus. In yes. the plus. Yes. I would be bigger in the plus, except like an idiot. I was so excited I was in the plus after Sunday that I wagered again on Monday. Oh. Well, I'm still in the plus, but That's I gave good. back like three quarters of what I made. You know, my, so. Uh, but my issue was on FanDuel, I did like four lineups. If I okay. used my main lineup and everything I did, I would have been much happier. <laughs> and that's the problem. I made, I made five lineups this week and f- in, in Sunday pool and four of them cashed. If I had just not bet that fifth line and that fifth lineup was about 30%. I bet heavily on it. So for five lineups, it was 30% of my betting. I would have made a, made a much bigger killing percentage wise. If I had gone with just the, the three or four lineups, but the, Hey, the metric did really, really well this week. A couple of our suggestions really panned out. A couple yeah. of them didn't. It always a couple, takes a couple of weeks for it to like kick in. But you know, week one was our best week. That's the That's funniest true. thing. <laughs> I look back at the the longitudinal numbers. Our week one win loss was the best we had all year. I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> what is different about this year? Our added so, little spice, I guess. It might be. It might be that extra stuff that we've been doing. Um, I'm trying to see if I can pull up the week three metric, and it's not cooperating. Oh, but hey, really quick. I'm not drinking. Yeah. I have water. What are you drinking? I have a Rosemary's baby. Thank you for asking. Nice. 
Yes, I am. I will be doing the drinking for both of us. Excellent. Um, so let's see. I'm Sierra. It's uh, week three. I recommended Patrick Mahomes. It was big on Mahomes. It was big on Adrian Peterson, which turned out to be wrong. But it was it was liked Miles Sanders, which turned out to be right. Josh Jacobs turned out to be wrong. So there's a couple that we missed there. Uh, but it liked Tyrell Williams and Larry Fitzgerald and Julio, all of which went crazy. Uh, it liked Calvin Ridley too, but that didn't pay out. That did not work at all. But it liked it liked Hooper and it loved Waller. And again, Darren Waller just continues to get out there and just do it. It's 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 good. So we're we're making money this year. That's we're off to a really really great start. We'll try to keep it going this week. So I'm drinking a Rosemary's baby. Let's move on to burning hot takes. Craig, All give right. or receive tonight. I will give. Okay, great. That gives me a chance to drink my beer. Hit me. Excellent. Sorry, cat. Sorry. Even though Britt's not here, Fiona is still here. And she but there's knows. an empty chair. She should be happy to sit in the chair. No, she's trying to burrow under a door. I don't, I don't ask. <laughs> and, and Craig is coming to us live from the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio tonight. So. That's right. All right. So <laughs> Through question... the voice, Deb. Hi, Deb. <laughs> Hi, Deb. Uh, so question one. Yeah. There's a few undefeated teams in the Yeah, a couple of them shocking, in my opinion. That actually was my question. Okay. Out of those undefeated teams, which I'll bring up, are is there any that you're completely shocked about? Like there's one in each God, conference. My God, how did that happen? Well, the easy ones, the Bills. I mean, I, I know that the Giants are woeful, um, but I am shocked. I would have thought that, that at best the Bills were one and two at this point, and they're three and zero. Oh. I'm also very surprised that the 49ers have gotten off to a 3-0 and start. Now, both of these teams play easier schedules comparatively to the rest of the league. Um, let's see. I mean, the Chiefs have beaten Oakland. That's not a big deal. But they've beaten Baltimore. That's kind of a big deal. And they opened their season at Jacksonville, who is better than we thought they would be at this point in the year. Um, so, you know, yes, I, I'm shocked by the Bills. and I'm shocked by the Niners. If I have to pick one, it's the Bills. What about you? Uh, for me, it'd be the same two teams. I, you know, I wasn't sure how Garoppolo was going to be coming back from the injury, and the Bills are the Bills. Uh, yeah. But I think I'm more shocked about the Bills. Interesting, and, actually, fact. and I'm more shocked about their defense being as good as it is. Yes, they have been stingy. Interesting fact about the Bills: the last time they started the season three and zero right. was 2011. That was also the last time they beat the Patriots with Tom Brady playing an entire game. They have beaten the Patriots when Brady has missed a game, and they have beaten the Patriots where Brady had to leave a game early. This is the that was the last time the Buffalo Bills recorded a win against the Patriots when Tom Brady played all four quarters, and lo and behold, they play this weekend. So, so one that's of them is going to be four and zero. One of them is going to be four and zero. It, it, it is it Buffalo any chance without no I spreads mean, involved? Give me a percentage. There's always a chance. The percentage of them winning? Yes. Ah, uh, 25. Eight. You're, you're more hopeful than I am. I'm giving them a puncher's chance at 8%. Now, here's the thing. The, the New England Patriot defense has been playing fantastic. The Patriot offense has been virtually lights out. Now, granted, part of that was against Miami. I get that. You know, we could get a couple guys Jets. off. <laughs> and the Jets. We get a couple guys off the street and do great against them. But there's some injuries starting to mount. And there's some confusion. I mean, like, look, look at last week. Sony Michelle should have had a massive week last week against the Jets. They barely used him. So is that the, and this is where I'll go with my question. So 
question the second is let's look at the Patriot backfield. It's always been a timeshare situation. There's never been a clear-cut starter there. But now we have James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and that rookie dude. What is his name? Harris? I believe so. Yeah, whatever. He's like lost in the mix. Is there anyone we can trust in that backfield? Or is it a hot hand week-to-week game scenario thing? Is any of the running backs in the Patriot backfield usable for fantasy? Season long, I would have to say no because it's such a it's such a toss up, and you never know what Belichick's gonna do. But even DFS, I mean, maybe maybe if you want to use Burkhead to save money somewhere, like I don't think I would use uh, Michelle at this point. I I've got him in season long. I he was my keeper because he was cheap. Right. I can't use him. I used him this week. He killed. He almost killed me. He almost killed me. Seven points. Are you kidding me? I got. I got I hate to say what I'm about to say. Yep. I would have been better off starting Frank Gore. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's just the simple fact. I, I, hey, I started Frank Gore in my work league. I 12 points. Yeah. Can we just bef- two seconds side? Yeah. What the hell with Mark Ingram? Oh, my God. The dude's got five rushing touchdowns in three games. That's impressive. Guess on a team on a team where the, the quarterback was supposed to be the big rusher. Right. I guess he proved he's the lead back seriously i'm like and and not to take anything away from you because i know we love alvin Kamara. he's outpointing Kamara. he is that he is and i think right now the saints are missing ingram with uh... and before we move on to your third the third question your your last question yeah. have you seen the tide commercials with mark ingram outside the deuce house uh no I'll take this to, so it's a you see this guy sitting on a couch and there's a basket of laundry next to him and you can see he's watching TV, and behind him, outside his bay window, Mark Ingram runs up to the window, <laughs> taps on the window, gets this big Cheshire grin on his face, and goes, Sunday's coming. And the guy goes, what? And Mark Ingram goes, Sunday's coming. And he goes, are you telling me I should get my laundry done now so I have time to watch you play on Sunday, Mark Ingram? And the whole time he's talking, he's nodding with this big, stupid grin on his face, and Mark Ingram goes, Sunday's coming. And the guy goes, you're right. I should be doing my laundry now. And Mark Ingram goes, Sunday's coming and runs off. <laughs> and then like the, the ad line comes up. Sundays are for game day, not for laundry, something like that. But I'm like, it was the strangest 30 seconds I've ever witnessed. I mean, Mark Ingram looks like he is high or tripping on something because he's got this <laughs> gigantic smile on his face. And all he keeps saying is Sunday's coming in different inflections. It was bizarre, but it was hysterical. He's probably smiling from the check he got from commercial. <laughs> you know, I hope so. I hope so. You talk about a guy who, you know, suspended last year. I really kind of feel like he's had a um, he's had a better late career than early. I mean, he's a Heisman winner. People forget that he is a Heisman, and running backs with Heisman's historically don't do well. And he didn't do well his first couple of years. He kind of found his footing in New Orleans, and he's doing really well in Baltimore, and I'm a big fan of him fantasy-wise, so I'm glad to see that. So anyway, enough side stuff. Third right. question. What you got for me? Third question. Uh, I think I sent you the link uh, sometime this week. Okay. About uh, Tom Brady complaining there's too many penalties in the NFL. <sighs> Specifically holding penalties. He went after offensive penalties. Right. And now, I, then I sent you another link kind of mentioning how NFL rules are kind of suggestions, not oh, really yeah. rules. Uh, with the way officiating has been the last They're couple inter- years, 
do you think the NFL has any way to like fix this or streamline it? Because clearly, one day it's a penalty, one day it probably isn't. It depends on the ref. Yeah, like, I mean, there's there's ways to make it better, but they just don't seem interested in doing that. They seem more interested in reacting than getting ahead of these things, and that's maddening to a football fan. It drives me nuts. Oh, it does. But, but yes, it definitely seems like the NFL is more content to sit back and see what happens and then say, no, don't do that or do this more. There's just yeah, no just more thought. It doesn't make any sense. Really. No, it doesn't. And, and two weeks ago, like, you know, the uh, Saints got another really iffy call against them, against the Rams. Oh, uh, I saw that. The Jets, one of the Jets got a $21,000 fine for a late hit, which if you watch the hit, mm-hmm. it, it was late, but it's not $21,000 worth of fines. Plus, they're trying to send a message there, but the problem is the message is so inconsistent. Right, that's you the know, problem. It, it, they have not done a good job with their officiating the last five or six years, to put it mildly. No, and, it, and the not- thing, too, like, if you look at baseball umpires, teams know, like, okay, this umpire is going to call this kind of pitch a ball every time. And it's well, pitch is, well, mostly all There's the a few out there. All right. I'm trying to remember the guy. The guy goes by initials. It's like C.J. Jones or something like that. He's terrible behind the plate. And like somebody was like his his strike zone's like a Rubik's cube because it's always <laughs> changing. You know, I, I don't know. I have a bonus one for you. Sure. So ironically enough, I am appearing tomorrow on behalf of the podcast on the Field Conditions podcast by AccuWeather. So if you haven't seen this yet, check it out. Field Conditions is the name. AccuWeather produces it. It started off as a podcast to discuss field conditions in football and has just kind of morphed into, hey, let's talk about the weather for two minutes and football the rest of the time. I've listened to them a couple of times. It's really fantastic. I, yours truly will be appearing in this week's episode. That's awesome. That is amazing. I want you to tell me the bonus question is okay. off the top of your head, because I did not give you any warning on this. Okay. Off the top of your head, the worst weather game you can remember where you just looked and went, how in the holy hell can anyone play football in this crap? Wow. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, it's it's what what's the first thing that pops to your head? The, the first thing. Uh, see, and I vaguely well, one that OK, one that I really remember or a game that I know about that happened. You want one that I watched. Now, one that you remember. I would like to go from our era. So one that you either saw or has been in like the last 20 or 30 years because we are old. Right, right, right. Wow. Probably uh, the tuck rule game. in The snow. Right. What was that? Was that Raiders and Patriots? Raiders Patriots. That was Raiders Patriots in the snow at Foxborough. My brother, the source, was at that game. Was he? Yes. And I remember that because they had just bought a condo. And they had two cats. Yeah, you remember the condo in Bridgeport? I do. And they had two very little cats that had been precocious. One had already almost set the place on fire. That's a whole other <laughs> long story. So my brother said to me, can you just spend a night at the house? And I'm going to go to the game, and you that way you can make sure nothing happens. So I did. And I remember watching that game from his couch and sitting there with the cats and looking at the storm and saying, I don't know if they're going to make it home. I hope to God he gets a hotel. Three o'clock in that morning, I'm sleeping on the couch and the front door opens. <laughs> and it's my brother and his wife. And I went, oh, my God. And he just looked at me with this look on his face like, don't ask. 
let us go to sleep. We'll tell you all about it in like six or seven hours. <laughs> and I went, I'm glad you guys are okay. And everybody went to bed. But yeah, wow, I remember that game very, very well. For me, it's the Chiefs-Seahawks Monday night game from 1998. And this is why people remember it. I had to look up the date and who they were playing. Okay. It was the night that they got six inches of rain in under four hours. Oh, yeah. That was the game that they actually stopped because water was cascading down the stairs onto the field like a waterfall. And if you're a fan of Derek Thomas, and God rest his soul, I love Derek Thomas. Being a Chiefs fan and, and everything, oh, he, he was, was awesome. my icon. When they finally suspended that game with like seven minutes to go in the first half because no one could even st- – literally a half inch of water on the field because of the rate and the rain they'd had in the, the, the days prior, he just said – F this, and there's a great picture of him sitting on his butt in the middle of the field with his helmet in his hand, just looking exhausted. Huh. And that is what people remember from that game is Derek. That's the Derek Thomas sitting in the rain photo, which was one of the favorite ones to get signed until his un- untimely passing, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was the same night as the Tuck game. Was Didn't it? he pass away in an accident from that? We'd have to look it up. I think he passed away driving home from that game. It was a car accident that killed Derek Thomas in bad weather, and it might have been that night. Huh. But that's that's what I think of. But so people well, always argue. People always argue. Well, weather matters. Weather doesn't matter. We're gonna have that discussion this week on the Field Conditions podcast. But those are two really good ones. You talk about games that were all were fundamentally changed by the weather that night. That's two really great examples. So yeah. right, let's move on to happier things. Let's play America's favorite game. All right. Craig. Yes. Got an easy week this week. Do I? You got, you got, you got to make it this week. I've only got two over 50 and I've got one under 50. There's a total of three games. You have to guess, right? Do you, same rules apply. Yep. You're going to get it. You don't burn all your strikes in the first half. You get a bonus strike for the second half. Do you want to go for the one under 40 or do you want to go for the two over fifties first? Let's go for the one. Okay, so there's one game where the over-under is under 40 points. And the reason we play this game, guys, is, again, if you're looking at fantasy players and you're trying to decide between wide receiver one on team A and wide receiver one on team B, if one of them has a higher over-under, that means Vegas thinks they're going to score more points. They might be a better fantasy option. It's a great tiebreaker and a great way to identify high-option players. But under... Maybe people you want to stay away because Vegas says they're not going to score a lot of points. Vegas isn't always right, but it's a good sure. indicator. So there's one game on the schedule. One. One. And an over-under of exactly 38. You get three strikes. Tell me who it is. Bengals-Steelers. Incorrect. Strike one. Damn. Bengals-Steelers. What the hell is that on my list? Monday night. Yeah. that's. And, and, and I'm not going to give you the numbers because that influences your second half, but that's incorrect. All right. Exactly 38. Exactly 38. Let's see. Uh, Jags Broncos. Correct. Jags Broncos is an over-under of 38. The Jags are a three-point favorite at Denver. Ooh. That, all right, so the implied total there would be somewhere around 20 to 17. I think I they're going to actually shoot out a little bit more than that. These are two teams. Denver's defense isn't bad but they haven't shown up in air quotes yet right. this year. 
They've had two of their three games in fantasy points. They've scored negatively. Two of their three, they've given up more points than they've scored, and they've scored negatively in our system. But I have a feeling the Denver Broncos are going to show up for this game, and I think they're going to show up on both sides of the ball. But I also think this Gardner Minshew thing, it might be for real. Can you go over on 38? I don't know. See, playing in Denver also affects people. So you're going to stay clear of the over-under? Yeah, on that one I will. What about Jaguars plus three? Do you like either side of that? I kind of still like the home. I do, but I think that game is going to be like 25-20. I'm really liking the over there. Really liking the over. Okay, so good news is yeah. I'm opening another beer. Excellent. Bush. Oh, great. I picked that up. I wasn't sure if the mic would grab that. <laughs> I got a road to ruin for my second beer. It's Did you safe, hear right? the recall? Yes, I was just going to okay. say. So I do have cans of Little Heaven in my fridge. So people don't know what they're talking We're talking about. Two Roads recently had a, a recall. It was a quality control issue. The beer is fine. It's not poisonous. It it's not going to kill you. Bad. It just has this weird sulfuric smell people are complaining about. So I said to my wife when uh, I found out about this, I said, don't we have Little Heaven in the fridge? And she goes, uh, no. And I look up. I'm like, yeah, we have three cans. They came out of a beer bus that our friend Rich brought us. And um, I said, I said, what's the dates on the can? So she reads the dates off the internet. I'm like, oh, these are good. She goes, but there are separate dates for the beer bus. Dun, and I'm like, dun, dun, hey, well, this came, this came out of the beer bus. Is it on there? She goes, it doesn't say because it doesn't give us dates. It gives us codes. Oh. And I'm like, where's the beer bus box? She goes, we threw it away like three days ago. I'm like, oh. So I've got cans that are stamped in the right range. Open it and try it. <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence. I'm scared to. I almost reached for it this afternoon. Maybe after maybe after the podcast, I'll I mean, make that money. You can open it and then bring it back to them. It's also cans of little, which I don't have any. Of. I mean, yeah, no, too, uh, a little, little juicy. juicy. That's what I'm. A little juicy. So, all right. Anyway, uh, sorry. So overs. So you got overs. a bonus strike. You have four strikes. I have two Excellent. games with a fifty uh, or over. Full disclosure. Yep. One of them is only a fifty and a half. Okay. So it's not going to be an easy pick. Go Cowboys ahead. Pick the obvious Saints. one. No. Strike one. Cowboys Saints now we're in the second half is a 46 and a half. All right. Two second diversion. Uh, Cowboys yeah. are two and a half point favorites there. You like mm. the Cowboys winning by at least three? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where to go. No. A lot of the spreads have tightened up this week. So all right, I'm going to leave that game alone. All right. So that's strike uh, one. Chiefs-Lions. That's the easy one. Literally, unless the Chiefs are playing like a stone wall, you probably can guess they're going to be over 50 points every week. So that is correct. That's a 54 with the Chiefs only a six-point favorite at the Lions. I am betting the Chiefs all day long on that. You're telling me the Chiefs aren't going to beat the Detroit Lions by 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 more, less than six? Um, they're not the Ravens. They're not the Ravens, though. Their quarterback throws a lot too. He does, but Stafford has been woeful. I don't understand what I, – I look at Matt Stafford and I look at Matt Ryan. I look at quarterbacks named Matt. And I don't understand why they're not – their teams aren't better. I just don't get it. I'll, I'll bet the Chiefs all day long. So you still have three strikes and one game. The hard game at 50 and a half is still out there. 50 and a half, huh? Yep. Uh, Raiders, Colts. Strike two. That's a 45. Raiders uh... are six and a half point uh, underdogs there. I like the Colts. Bucks, Rams. Correct. Craig wins for the first Yay. time. That's a 50 and a half. All right. The Bucks are 10 point underdogs at the Rams. The Bucks are going to lose by less than 10 points against the Rams. 
the way the Rams look right now. Do they look out of sync to you? They look really out of sync to me. They do. They don't look like themselves. It's the running game to me. It is. It's them making up for uh, Gurley not being it. So if you're trusting the over-unders, you want to focus on Chiefs at Lions, Bucks at Rams, and you want to downgrade Jags at Broncos in terms of your fantasy usage. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm going to open a box here that I shouldn't open. Craig, right. yep. Ravens hosting the Browns. Browns are seven-point underdogs. Do you like the Ravens minus seven? Uh, with the way those two teams have looked in the last three weeks, yes. I think that game could be 35-10. Yes. I, I Just Baker is not sharp. I know you're just doing a victory dance in your I'm chair right saying. now. You've been saying this since day one. <laughs> Their running game looks sharp. Their running game looks really on, but Baker looks like he just can't hit people in the hands. I don't get it. Now they lost their tight end. Yeah, but, you know, the guy who's backing them up, who, by the way, is now starting for us in the um, the Dynasty League because for some reason I decided to draft whatever his name is. I'm just drawing a blank on it um, to back up Njoku, which is good because the other option we have was George Kittle, and he's off this week. Right. So we had to use somebody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think if I'm if I'm doing picks this week, I think I'm liking. Um, I just had it too. I like I like the uh, I like the Pats giving seven to the Bills, and I like the Ravens to cover over the Browns at minus seven. I, if I'm looking for a third one, the Texans are only giving five at home to Carolina. Uh, hmm. Christian McCaffrey can't score everything. You know, he's already been shut down once this year. They're going to run that poor kid in the ground. They are. Him and Marlon Mack. So, all right. All right. DFS. Let's talk about some DFS. So I don't. Wants. That's right. That's right. So Except three Deb. straight weeks. Yeah. Hi, Deb. Again, um, three straight weeks. The metric has been right on. This revised metric definitely seems to be on the right track. I mean, I argued with it last week. Because I didn't like the names it was giving me at running back, but it was right in the end result. I ended up using Zeke and Cook along with a value play off the top of my head. I don't remember who it was, and I don't have it on the screen in front of me. And it worked out really well. <laughs> it, it did not recommend Saquon, and that turned out to be a good thing because Saquon got hurt. Yeah. You know, I mean, injuries is the one thing you can't produce. And that's the thing. So I sit here and I boast about the metric. If Saquon stays healthy, does he score enough points to make the metric invalid? Maybe. We don't know. But if your guys stay healthy in the metric right now, they're doing okay. So, all right. So, week four. Sat down. I said to the metric, I said, all right, we're on a roll here, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Give me a name at quarterback. I want somebody who you love in the regular and the revised. And he went, okay, Daniel Jones. And I said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> What's he the did look first, good. What's the first rule of daily fantasy, Craig? Uh, can't trust one week. Don't play the hot hand with only one week. Daniel Jones is the hot hand after one week. And the metric said to back to me, but they're home. And it's Washington. Washington could not stop a washing machine, let alone a, a decent offense. I mean, that's that's, that's true. true. So other people – so I – Here's the thing. The other people that the metric like are all at least $6,000 on DraftKings. Jones comes in at 5300 which is why he's he's loved. 
It also kind of loves Matt Ryan at 5,900, but Pat Mahomes is 7,500. Let's be honest, folks. Pat Mahomes should be a minimum of 8,500 on DraftKings with how he's produced this year. Should be, but he's not because it is very clear, and you're going to see it even more when we move on to running backs, that DraftKings has decided to value the running backs to make our lives more difficult. They will go very baseline on the quarterbacks, and they will up the running backs like crazy. Just for an example, running backs that are more expensive right now. Hold on a second. I'm going to resort the list. All right. I'm going to give you a list of running backs that are all more expensive than Patrick Mahomes is. Are you ready? And Patrick Mahomes is 75. 7,500. Craig, you tell me if I've hit a cliff where you're like, eh. Okay. Zeke. Zeke is one. Okay. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Amara. Mm-hmm. Barkley. Hurt. He's injured and is still $8,400. Cook. Austin Eckler. Melvin Gordon. Uh. <laughs> so you have a guy who's hurt. A guy who hasn't touched a ball all year, the guy who hasn't touched a ball all year's backup, and a couple of studs are all higher than the best quarterback in the league in terms of salary on DraftKings. David Johnson is only $700 cheaper than Patrick Mahomes. You're telling me that in an open flex, let's just imagine open flex, no position requirements. You would start David Johnson over Patrick Mahomes? Mm, No. Not in any universe, folks. Any universe. So it's very clear to me that DraftKings is trying to force you to pay up at running back. That's where it's trying to screw you. So I like Patrick Mahomes this week. If you feel like Daniel Jones is still the hot hand, use him. If you're looking at an option in between, I still like Matt Ryan. The bottom line is Atlanta sucks. They go into the fourth quarter every week down or within three, and that has led to garbage time points. Yes. Every week, Matt Ryan has produced in the last quarter of the game. And and Phillip Rivers is 6,200, and he's playing Miami. And he's another one that the metric loved. He just didn't love him as much as, as Ryan or Jones. Right. You know, and jo- if you're asking the metric for one name, it's going to spit back Daniel Jones. So I'm going to use Jones in a few pools. I'm going to use Ryan and others because Atlanta's always better at home. Now, granted, Atlanta's playing Tennessee. The Tennessee pass defense is stingy. But if that game is 27-3, to they ain't going to care in the fourth quarter. Backups may actually come into the game, and Matt Ryan could literally pass for 250 yards in the fourth quarter. Yes. It could happen. It could happen. Stranger things so, have happened. So who else? Do you, you, you like Rivers this week? Is that where you're going? Where are you going this week? Uh. Yeah, I think I'm going with the matchup. Uh, I think I'm going Rivers for the most it's part. It's hard not to. Chargers at Miami. But what if Eckler goes nuts and they don't need Rivers to throw? That's the other I he also could... like. I also like because of the salary. I also like Brissett. Yeah, he. I don't have him projected very high. Um, I use him I to him... save money to pay up somewhere else. And he's still at 3x value. And that's the thing. The first guy on my list who's not 3x value is Jameis Winston and then Marcus Mariota. So it's deep this week, folks. There is 20 quarterbacks on my list who are 3x. So you can pay down for quarterback. If you trust Daniel Jones, go for Daniel Jones. Do it. Don't trust him, but you want another guy who's been good. The metric doesn't like him, but Andy Dalton's only 5,200. 
Yeah, and he has the uh, second or the most passing yards in the NFL. Yeah, Kyle Allen's 5,200. Mitch Trubisky's 5,000. Mason Rudolph. Oh, Mason Rudolph. Remember him? Makes me yeah, he's only 5,000. I'm personally, I'm going mid-range. I am looking at uh, Matt Ryan at about 5,900 as a better option. But again, what I would do this week, build your lineup without a quarterback first. You know how we normally talk about lineups here? We start with um, the positions and we end with a flex and say, well, that will leave you X amount of dollars for a flex. Right. I'm going to go the opposite way. I build everything but a quarterback and see what I'm left because there's just that much depth and value at quarterback. Yeah, Running back, idea. it's worth a shot. Running back, different story. I have 0.0 running backs scheduled to make value this week. They have upped the running backs so much. Chris Carson has fumbled in two straight games. He's $5,700. Derrick Henry, really? 6300 Chris Thompson's 4,500. For God's sakes, Chris Thompson. He's not even the starter. Damn. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's high price. So the best name on the list for this, as far as the metric goes is carry on Johnson because Kansas city is woeful against the run. He's only 5,400, but he's only going to net you about 14 points, which is about 2.7 times value. So this week, what I'm advising folks is look at the guys that you think are going to score an ass load of points pay up at running back we did that last week when we recommended zeke and cook i would do it again what do you think is there anybody on this list is there any value here that you find at the running back position um i like carry on and again i'm going with the matchup with eckler in miami but there's rumors that gordon may show up this week yeah but i don't think he's if he does is he gonna start no no and eckler's eight thousand dollars yeah mccaffrey's eighty eight hundred are you telling me you'd rather? Okay, so your choice is Eckler. I'm going to go back to the quarterback list. Yep. I can pair Eckler with, say, Daniel Jones. Right. Or I can give you Philip Rivers with Carrion Johnson. Ooh. Uh, I think I like option B. That's where your value plays comes into play. I mean, where do you want to save money? I like Miles Sanders again this week. I know I poo-pooed it last week. Miles, Philadelphia is, a to a lesser extent, New England. Hot hand. You never know who we're going to use. But Sanders is only 4,500. If you think Sanders can get to 14 points, use him. I've got him at 12 points. Couldn't use him. The metric's best option. And again, this is not a value play, but the one it likes the most. It loves on Johnson under its low love category, but on falls far enough down the list that I'm not willing to endorse it is Carlos Hyde. He's only 4,300. Houston might run all over Carolina. I don't know. Maybe. I'm paying up this week. I'm not looking for value plays at running back. I'm paying up this week, and I'm going to save money elsewhere. So let's talk about places we can save money, like wide receiver. That's right. The metric continues to love, for the third straight week, Terry McLaurin out of Washington. I feel like at some point, some defensive coordinator is finally going to say, we got to get this kid out of the mix. They've got nothing else. No, and he, now, looked, he looked good last against uh, the last game. He really so. did. And they've got that kid, what's his name, Trey Quinn? Yeah. He's not bad either, but he's not up on my list. So I'm going to skip. I, I'm, I'll use McLaurin uh, sparingly. The McLaurin and Julio Jones are the only guys who come in 
at 3x value on the metric, but the metric only likes Joan. It loves McCarran, McLaurin rather. But I've already advocated Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has won me money two of the first three weeks with garbage time points. Throwing to Julio Jones. If I use Julio at 7,800, McLaurin at 4,500, and then, God help me, I'm going to say the name again, Larry Fitzgerald at 5,600. <laughs> All reliable. All that's it. I mean, his worst outing this year, this folks, in, in, in DraftKings is 14 points. His worst outing is 14 points. That's 2.8x at 5,600. If he's at his worst, and Kyler Murray is throwing the ball like crazy. Yeah. What is it? I really, I'm surprised. Attempts? Um, yeah, I think he had 40 for 48 attempts. But Average. I'm surprised Larry Fitzgerald is like 6,500. He should be higher. He should be. He should be higher. So, again, DraftKings focused on the running backs. They're looking at running backs and saying, if you want to use big running backs, you're going to pay up. And the player's option then is to use the wide receiver and quarterbacks to counter that. That's a huge thing. So this week, I am definitely, if I'm using Matt Ryan, I'm looking at Julio Jones. If I'm not, I'm looking at McLaurin. I'm looking at Larry Fitz. Who do you like? Um, out of the, Well, out of anyone or those guys? Anyone. You have the metric in front of you. Again, I still like the matchup in Miami. Mike Williams is only 4,800. Just short of Larry Fitz in the metric by percentage points. We're talking thousands yeah. of a percentage. Uh, I do like how the Rams were able to finally use Cooper. Uh, he's mm-hmm. 6,500, but I, I wouldn't mind putting him in up. The issue with Cooper Cup for me is that, and this is his history, at any given moment he could just drop dead. That's true. <laughs> That's my issue, is that every time Cooper Cup runs a play, it could be the last play of a season. He has, he has been so injury-prone. Now, I say that, and maybe he plays 16 games this year, and if he is, he's a good option. But I think, for me, if I'm not going with the Matt Ryan stack, I'm looking at McLaren, Fitzgerald, and Mike Williams, and I'm spending up at running back. Because those three names I just put out there is an, uh, it's about 15K. Time out. Time out. Flag on the play. I have breaking news. Breaking news from Craig. I thought maybe the stream just crashed. Go on. What do you got? Uh, uh, Chargers running back won't play this week, but Melvin Gordon plans to report to team tomorrow. So there you go. Melvin Gordon. Will re- so the reign the, of so- Austin Eckler is over. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that the source has Austin Eckler, and I almost made him an offer for Austin Eckler today. <laughs> I am so glad. Adam, I'm sorry. I, I should have made it. You, should, you would have accepted it, too, thinking he's going to come. <laughs> and I would have been so upset. But So breaking news. So uh, Melvin Gordon to return this week, play. but will not play. So look at week five. Look for Melvin Gordon. And it's not Thursday, Watch. Craig. And it's not Thursday. Dear God, what is going to happen tomorrow? This is two straight weeks where the big news has come That's on Wednesday. Weird. We are so used to putting this thing in the bag and then saying, God Damn it. <laughs> exactly. Aust- uh, Adrian Peterson was suspended on a Thursday two or three years ago. Uh, let's uh, AB was thing. Cream hunt happened on a Thursday. I remember the Cream hunt thing so clearly because I was sitting at home. I was watching a Thursday night football game and I had had a couple of drinks. And I'm like, I'm imagining this, right? This is a real, am I dead? My wife was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> so, all right, let's finish up the metric though. That, right. Thank you for that news. Tight end. 
tight end. The metric whispered one name and one name very clearly, and it was Greg Olson. Wow. Haven't heard his and name I, a lot this year. He, he, another guy has not had a bad week the last two weeks. I think he's been over 20 points each of the last two weeks. So, well, Cam Newton is a, no, Cam Newton hasn't been there. Cam Newton's talking about surgery on his foot. And if that is the case, if they're going to have surgery on this Liz Frank, he's probably done for at least six yeah, weeks. Like inexperienced quarterbacks use tight ends as like a safety net. Yes, they use they, they like their running backs. They like their tight ends for folks who are, are new to an offense or are not a proficient passer, particularly because they don't practice with the first team. They look option one tight end. If the tight end goes out on it, running back. That's it. That's their progression. And their progression is bang, bang, bang. Don't expect a lot of insight from whoever is throwing the ball in Carolina, Kyle Allen. Don't expect a lot of insight from him. Expect him to look down the field, not be able to see his guy is wide open and dump it off to Greg Olson because Greg Olson will be open because he can cut that way. Will Disley's up on my list too. Evan Engram, you'd have to pay up for a little bit. Disley's only 3,600, which is shocking to me. Because Arizona cannot stop anybody. But who do you no. like, Craig? Uh, Greg Olson is a good value. I'm still sticking with TJ because he's playing the Chiefs. So I think he's finally going to get more than one catch like he had in week one. TJ, this is a this for me is a make-or-break week for, week for TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, he had a monster week, week one, and then I don't know what happened last week. The last two weeks, it's, it's, the re, it's proof of why you don't go based off of one week. No. It's but just you know, what I do really I'm really impressed with is Darren Wall kind of just came out of nowhere. And yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was talking about him in week one? Oh, that's right. I didn't. I talked about him with you and me, but not on the air in week right. one. In week two, though, I started talking about Waller and the story. Oh, my God. This is a story. The NFL needs so bad. He's a recovering addict. Is he? Yes. He's a recovering drug addict. I haven't read enough to find out what he was on or any of that stuff or what his background is. It's starting to come out. He's a 26-year-old recovering addict who's making his life together. This is the story the NFL needs. The yes. problem is the Oakland Raiders historically kill stories like this. Because <laughs> they're the yeah. Raiders. They're the Raiders. This is the team that ignored a mental illness in their offensive line until they got to the Super Bowl. And then he went missing the night before the Super Bowl. The dude had a bipolar disorder and they knew it and they did nothing about it until he went missing on a bender because he couldn't deal with the stress. Uh, drives me nuts. Somebody who works in the mental health field, it drives me freaking nuts. For me, the first rule of when you're dealing with somebody with mental health issues, and this comes from a guy who works in the field and a guy with mental health issues himself, don't trust ever when somebody says, I'm fine. That's right. Great. You're fine. Right. <laughs> Are you on medicine? Have you taken your medicine? Are you in counseling? Have you seen your counselor? Those yeah, are the questions. Just like that uh, incognito guy. Richie Incognito. Okay. Who's still playing. Who's still playing, but he keeps getting cut because he keeps dropping therapy. When he's in therapy, he does very well. But when he stops therapy, he struggles. Support these folks. You can't tell them. You can't force them to go to therapy. But if nobody asks, there's no encouragement. Oh, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. All right, so Greg Olson or Will Disley. Moving on. <laughs> because believe it or not, we're almost out of time again. 
what is it with the in? It's because we spend so much time talking about these guys in depth. We do. That that just happens. run it's out right. of time. I love it. I love it. I feel like we have so much to talk about in season as compared to like. Well, of course. April when I'm saying to Craig, so. So. What you have for dinner last night? <laughs> you know. All right. So defenses, the forsaken wasteland of DFS, <laughs> except the most expensive defense on the board is also the one that the metric loves. And that is the chargers for the simple fact that the chargers are in Miami. Exactly. Here's my issue. Teams that come from the West coast to the East coast typically don't fare well. True. Are you worried at all about the chargers having a hangover defensively in Miami? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to check the weather that day and see it's hot. Uh, I think it's partly cloudy around 80, 85. Yeah, but is it going to be like humid and hard to breathe? That I don't know. That's the question. That's a question for you tomorrow. So, you know what? Let's let's look that up now. I'll keep talking about the other stuff. So, ironically enough, the second choice is the Dolphins themselves because the metric does consider the possibility that the Dolphins' defense will stymie a Chargers offense with jet lag. And the only reason it's considering them is because the Dolphins are $2,000. Let me just yeah, put that yeah. in perspective for those of you who have not looked yet. The Chargers are the top expensive defense this week at 3800 So for half the price, you get a defense playing at home against a team that had to fly cross country. But that defense is woefully and epically bad. Are you comfortable paying $2,000 for the Dolphins? No, I'd rather spend another 300 and take the Panthers. Which is the next team that the, the metric loves. So I'm going to recommend going with the Chargers at 3800 or paying down if you need to save a couple bucks. Go with the Panthers at 23 That's where I would go. Did you look up the weather by any chance? Uh, no, hold on. I'm bring eh, no, you don't have to do it. It's fine. Well, now I want to know. Now you want to know. It's probably good for me to know. I, I looked at, because I'm doing the podcast with those guys tomorrow, I looked and I was like, come on, give me a game where it's going to be like torrential winds and like rain. Come uh, on. It's going to be about 88 to 90 degrees with uh, thunderstorms. Thunderstorms? What's the chance on thunderstorms? Does uh, it give a percentage? 67%. That is completely different than the forecast I read today and changes everything for me. Because you know what thunderstorms means in the modern NFL now, right? Delays. That's right. That's the moment you have lightning on the field now. I mean, it used to be they'd play through the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. There was no like lightning had a strike within like 50 feet of the, of the field. <laughs> I mean, there was a point in time where the NFL would play through the four horsemen riding over the field, <laughs> you know, and doing like a, a flyby like you see like the Blue Angels do. Not anymore. Now, if there's threatening lightning, they will suspend a game that does change things. So if there's a strong chance of thunderstorms and that game gets delayed, that changes everything. So that gives me something to talk about tomorrow. So I appreciate that, Craig. So retrospect, I'm filling quarterback last. I'm paying up for running back. So what I'm doing this week is I'm putting in my wide receivers, my tight end, my defense, and I'm focusing there on value Then I'm going back and paying up for running back. And the reason I'm doing that secondarily is because I want to see how much money I save at wide out tight end and defense. Then I'm plugging in whatever quarterback I can afford because for the most part, they're all way cheaper than we expect and they're going to be much better value. Craig, thoughts? Uh, 
my thoughts, well, final thoughts for the week. Okay. Are, unless you meant on that, or are we ending? Well, we can do both. We're actually almost out of time, but right. if you want to progress, do, do, do you agree that's a DFS target this week? Target value with the later positions and then go back? Yeah, so you're definitely going to have to, like you, we said before, um, you're definitely going to pay up for running back. Like, don't even bother trying to, like, find value there. Just pay for who you want. And then and, and fill in fill in the cheaper values first because you're going to save right. one wide receiver, tight end, defense, then spend up. But, yeah, that's exactly like, what you're going to do. I made, a, I made a FanDuel lineup earlier today, and I had, like, $1,100 left when I was done. And I just wow. I couldn't, like, really justify changing anyone. And that's okay. And that's all right that sometimes. Is, you know, there is never – Never, from what I've I've heard from I've heard from this from multiple sources on Sirius. I have not independently verified it, but I've heard from multiple sources that there has been only one or two ever millionaire maker winners who have won using their entire salary. Leaving money on the table is not always a bad thing. No. If you're looking tournament, you have to leave money on the table. We talk about cash, so we try not to, but in a lot of situations. The ideal lineup is not a max salary lineup. No, not at all. Not so, even, so, not even a, <laughs> so your advice, your final thought this week is to, to not spend your full salary? Uh, well, my final thought would be would a combo. So that and don't make that many lineups. Make like three, three or four. <laughs> There's only two mistakes you can make in DFS lineup setting, and that's only setting one lineup and letting it roll across all formats. And the other is making six lineups and saying, well, I can use this across all formats. Yeah. I make now a metric recommended lineup, a lineup that I like, and a lineup I want to chuck into a tournament. And in terms of spending, 80% of my spending is on the two cash lineups. Only 20% is on the tournament. Yeah. I don't put a lot of money into tournament. I focus on the cash games. I put the majority of my money in there. Do I still play one tournament, one or two? Sure. But I don't do like five or six or seven tournaments and I don't do multiple tournament lineups to that end. You want to, and this is be my final thought. Oh no, I won't. Cause I got, a, I got another final thought. Um, <laughs> focus on single entry still. Oh, I'm yeah, telling definitely. you that helps. I, I have been so successful at tournament and cash this year in single entry formats. You can't find a single entry in your price point. Go for th- limit three. There are three entry max formats out there. Do those. My final thought. I have been urging caution up until now. Don't go crazy if you lost in week one. Don't go crazy if you lost in week two. We're now through week three. And if you remember correctly, before I said once is occurrence, twice is is an eyebrow raise, and three times is a pattern. At this point, if you are sitting in your season long at 0-3, it's not panic time, but it's time to make a move. What have you got to lose at 0-3 with making a bold trade in your league? So I'm going to take off my DFS hat and say it is now time if you are one and two or zero and three if you're one and two and haven't won last week or you're zero and three make some moves what do you have to lose at this point and that's what people do people stand pat too often I started out in our home league zero and two I won this week I'm one and two I am favored to win this week again and according to the power rankings I am a third best franchise in the league, and I am fourth in points. That says to me it's a scheduling issue. I had a tough schedule up front. I looked, 
and it does CBS does this great thing called breakdown. Have you ever looked at your breakdown, Craig? Yeah. It tells you if you played every team every week, what your record would be. Yep. I'd be 16 and 10. I'm not going to panic. But if I look at that number and I'm nine and 17, I'm probably looking to make a move. Now is the time to make calculated, daring moves if you're 0-3. Don't hesitate to do it. Go for it. You won't regret it. What's the worst thing that happens? You make a mistake and you go 0-12, 0-13. Well, you're already on that road anyway. So don't kick yourself. Go out there and make some moves. You know, I'll tell you right now, I feel like I drafted really, really well this year. I felt like our draft strategy was dead on this year. What's your record now, Craig? Where are you? Uh, same. One and one and two. One and because, two. Uh, this past week, the yeah. scores were the two highest in the league, and I had the second highest. And that's going to happen. That's why I'm telling folks, don't panic about record. Look at your metrics. If you're in a 12-team league and you're 0-3, but you have the fifth highest score total, you're not that far out of the mix. You're maybe one move away from out of the mix. Make a move. Because if you don't, you're screwing yourself. But if you do and you make a mistake, well, you already screwed to begin with. You're not putting yourself in a bad spot. Don't hesitate at this point to call up and make trades. I made a call to an owner this week who will remain nameless, but Craig knows this. And I asked for one of the top three running backs in the league. And I said, here's a package to give me that running back and I can improve you at two other positions and you only take a small step back at running back. And ultimately that owner said, nope, I like that player too much to make that trade, but it wouldn't have been a bad trade for either side if we had made it. It was just an idea. I made that offer. Make the offers. People are so worried about losing trades. I'm more worried about losing games and losing seasons. So my advice to you guys is, this week, go out there, look at what you have, make some trades. My other advice is to leave us a review. Uh, FigNutsDFS on uh, Twitter, FigNutsDFS at gmail.com on email. Please interact with us. Let us know. Anywhere you listen to us, I just found out this week that we're on iHeart.com. That was news to me. I had no idea they had picked up our show. Nice. Yeah. Moving up it, in the world, man. It's another, it's another site, and, you know, we're, we're starting to get picked up by more and more podcasting formats. So please, wherever you listen to us, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Forward us. You can do that from your phone. Um, and enjoy week four. Uh, other than that, uh, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody.